Happy Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. For those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Josh. I'm one of the yeah, I'm one of the members here at BBC, and it is my privilege and my honor uh, to bring you the word of God today. Today's text is going to be in Psalms 119, verses 71. So if you guys can go open your Bibles to Psalm 119, 71. We'll actually be reading Psalms 119, 65 through 72 for a little bit of context. And so let me go ahead and read you guys the word of God. Lord, you have treated your servant well, just as you promised. Teach me good judgment and discernment, for I rely on your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good, and you do what is good. Teach me your statutes. Their arrogance has smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I can learn your statutes. Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for coming, uh, for allowing us to come and gather together to hear your word. Lord, we are in need and in the mercy of the Holy Spirit to understand what you have uh, in preparation for us today. So God, let us humble ourselves and see that you are uh, truly good, that you are a treasure that amounts uh, to more than what this world can offer. And all of these things we pray, amen. amen. The main goal of today's text is gonna be delight in God's statutes through affliction. The main goal is delight in God's statutes through affliction. And the first point is, know that affliction helps to draw closer to God. Know that affliction helps to draw closer to God. The second point is, know that God's law magnifies our delight in him. Know that God's law magnifies our delight in him. When reading this text, I had a question. Does anyone here enjoy affliction? Anyone here enjoy grief or suffering? I remember waking up last Friday and I was not able to walk. I had to call in work. And I had to be excused. I wasn't able to attend Jasmine or Daniel's wedding. And I couldn't gather on Sunday. So this happens frequently when I wake up and I can't even keep myself up. And to be frank, I, I don't like being afflicted. But this showed me how weak and how fragile I really am. I think of myself somewhat able, somewhat strong. Go to the gym, keep myself trying to, you know, uh, be healthy, but what's the point if I can't even walk? I feel like a miserable worm. But this affliction was humbling for me. It's a way for me to see in my moment of affliction that I depend on God. I am dependent on God. I am dependent on God in my waking. I am dependent on him in my walking. It's through my affliction that I was aware of my arrogance and believing that I'm self-sustaining. And today we read about Metiphoseth in 2 Samuel 9. I thought this was such a good word from God because we share similarities. We're both disabled. Our feet hurt. And we see King David with one word of his mouth exalt him and seated him at the king's table because he was humble and because he was low. 
As for my reflection, it was good for me to be afflicted because I can know God's statutes. And in knowing God's statute, I will also one day be seated at the king's table. For it says in John 14, two to three, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. In Psalms 119, the psalmist says that it was good for him to be afflicted. Why does he say this? Well, it is through his affliction that there was a demonstration of God bringing him to himself. So let's look at the first point. Know that affliction helps to draw closer to God. And we take those from verses 67, which I'll read. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. In verse 67, to say, but now I keep your word, at one point means that he didn't keep his word. Before affliction, he went astray, but after affliction, he no longer went astray. Who are some people that went astray? Does anyone know in the Bible that went astray? Saul. King Saul. King Saul. Judas. Judas. Any other? Yes. One more. David. Yeah, King David went astray when he had an adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, when he killed her husband Uriah out in the battlefield. And he believed that he could get away with doing whatever he wants because he believed that no one would keep him accountable because he was king. But God is the one who appointed him. Peter went astray when he said he would never deny Jesus and then he went off to have denied him three times. But it was God's affliction to them that they came to know God's statutes. In this trial, they have repented and drew closer to God. How did they keep his statute? Well, David no longer commits adultery. He doesn't abuse his power and lord it over his people. And he commits to keeping God's statutes. For Peter, he never denies Christ and becomes the rock on which the church is found. He keeps Christ's church, he keeps Christ's statue, takes up the cross, and follows him. Before affliction, the psalmist was morally weak. He was falling away from God's law and statute and was not able to keep God's word. Affliction brought him to see that the word God's word is good. Take a look with me in verse 68. He says, you are good and you do what is good. Teach me your statute. Affliction keeps us trusting God's word. Affliction humbles us. Why? Some of it, it shows that it's in our inability to do anything. That we're not self-sufficient. That we are not God. We suffer because we need him. And when we see Jesus model this in that he suffered, he was still dependent on the Father. That is why affliction, when you humble yourself to the Lord, is good because you can delight in him forevermore. Moving on to the second point, which is know that God's law magnifies our delight in him. In verse 69, it reads, The arrogant has smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. 
It's saying that those who are under God's law are deceitful, that are not under God's law are deceitful. They don't know the truth. They are liars and they're evildoers. They commit to doing evil things. And we also see this in verse 70. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. Those that are not under God's law are arrogant. They're hard and insensitive. They can't delight in God. When we take a closer look at Judas, which I heard brought up, he did not delight in Christ. He chased fame and glory for himself. He wanted to be great. So in seeing Christ's affliction, in seeing that Christ is not what he has expected, he flees. He goes astray and doesn't delight in him because he doesn't love his statutes. And according to the psalmist, it is good to be under God's law so that we aren't deceitful and arrogant like them. They continue to go astray because they don't have God's law and because they are lawless. Now, look at verse 71 with me. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I can learn your statutes. Affliction is a good thing. Why? A way for God to pull us back, to soften and make sensitive. And this is in contrast, contrast with the lawless men in verse 70 where it says that they are hard and they are insensitive. While God's law doesn't make the heart hard and insensitive. God's discipline lets us delight in him even further. Affliction is there to weaken us and draw us before God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties. For the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. The psalmist in a similar sentiment says in verse 72, instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. And it is by this very means that Christ draws us before God. Through his affliction that we may belong to God and to delight in him further. It is because of Christ that we see him as more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Why? Because we have the promise of eternal life. Jesus leaves us with the instruction in John 11, 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Saints, do you believe this? All those who are gathered here today, this is the gospel. That every one of you has rebelled against the holy God. You're a sinner and deserve to go to hell for all of eternity. But God, in his mercy, has sent his one and only son, fully God and fully man, to be judged on our behalf. He was crucified for our sins, but he rose again and defeated death. And whoever believes and turns away from their sins and trusts in Jesus Christ will have eternal life. Guests, accept this gospel. Repent from your sins and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Saints, it is easy to find delight in pleasure. 
It's easy to find delight in joy. But the Lord also teaches us to delight in him in our affliction because he's sufficient and good over all of our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for bringing us a short and concise word. God, would you increase us here and increase our faith? God, would you increase in our lives? And will you be magnified, Lord? And will we treat you as treasure that is infinite and everlasting? That the ways of this world are fleeting and temporarily. But God, you prepare a good pasture for us, a good home for us, Lord. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take the next few minutes now to share.